for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. This is the first week that um, I've actually hit all three dates on the exact times that I said I would. So yay for me on that one. Uh, But I really appreciate everybody that's been tuning in and showing us a lot of love and support on Twitch and uh, podcast in general. Uh, We're trying new things. We're doing this React series thing that's been interesting and i really appreciate everybody's feedback but today it is sunday morning so you know what that means it is time for our annual or as usual podcast not annual that would have been very bad um but we have ton of trees how's it going today y'all good good. Uh, (laughs) very excited i it was funny because i told uh connor i think yeah it was connor that i was talking to um right yeah yep Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, I was telling Connor, I was like, well, we could push it a little bit later since you're an hour ahead of me. And he was like, nope, we're all early risers and we're good to go. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, here we go. And so far, so good, I think. I think Chris is the only one that looks a little bit more tired than the rest. Hey, uh, yeah, it's my wife's birthday weekend. So last night was uh, a was uh, experience. Was a thing. I got you. I got you. I got you. Well, happy birthday to her. Um, thank you all for joining us. I'm really excited to sit down and chat. It's actually kind of funny how I was introduced to y'all. I think it was um, you guys had posted a live performance video on Facebook and somehow it came up in my recommended because I was trying to figure out, like, did I have friends? Because we have a few people that we connect with in uh, like Boise and Nampa and that part of the state or that yeah that part of the state but i didn't notice any like mutual friends so i was trying to figure out forever how uh i ran across your video and i never could figure it out but you know it was really <laughs> cool how that kind of happened and how facebook was like oh hey you should check these people out and watch the uh, live performance video i'm not sure i think it was something you just posted recently yeah that that was from uh, Hemp Fest. We played that a couple weeks ago at Julia Davis Park, downtown Boise. So it was about an hour set of all originals that nice. for the Boise Hemp Fest. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah. But um, that that's kind of how we met, and uh, it's really funny how Facebook Facebook seems to be falling off in some ways. But I've still met so many new musicians just randomly on Facebook that it's just kind of like okay, I still see the value there. But um, I do want to give you all a minute to kind of give it. Uh, take a second and introduce yourselves to everyone that's just kind of meeting you for the first time and just kind of give names to faces and uh, kind of what you do in uh, Town of Trees. So I guess we'll start with Connor. So I'm Connor. Uh, I play drums with Town of Trees. I've been in the band for a good minute now. and uh, We all kind of collectively write songs and stuff too. So yeah, but pretty much the drummer. <laughs> that skipped over a lot. I mean, Connor started it like five, six years ago and 
totally different members. I you think know, a, uh, I think you labeled it as a boy band. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we all have like matching <laughs> zinc, you know, hairdos and everything to go with it. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it was, it was very very different. I mean, I'd never been in a band before until I met him at the apartment complex we lived in in Boise because I was going to Boise State. So was he. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's in a band. Like, I want to be in a band. And so we kind of just joined and I became a singer and we all kind of rotated. Like I played piano the whole time and he played a lot of guitar and singing. So um, here we are, yeah. a lot of different sound. And we're excited for you guys to hear it. Awesome. Awesome. One second. This dog oh, you're is good. so annoying. Come here. <laughs> uh, we could jump down to uh, Brendan, I guess. Brendan. My name is Brendan. Um, I joined the band only about three, four months ago, but I play the keyboard and um, started to incorporate some electronic sounds because I'm, I use Logic Pro and um, mm -hmm. we started to use some of those sounds and some of our music and it's been a, been an interesting journey for sure using some of those electronic sounds and their more folk, um, <laughs> genre. Yes. <laughs> and then Chris. Yeah, my name's Chris. Uh, I play guitar. Um, started with the uh, 25th Army Band a long, long time ago, and that's how I, I met Connor. And I retired from the Army Band, and he knew I was still looking for some place to play. So beginning of this year, they, uh, they sent me like two piano <laughs> vocal tracks and said, hey, we're going to the recording studio in, in a week and a half. Can you make can you make up guitar parts? <laughs> I was like, okay. So that's how that started. And, and that was actually <clears throat> both of the two songs that uh, just got released, that uh, first single, Sea Slackers, and then Everything Will Be Fine. That, that was those two songs. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty interesting, pretty interesting start. Nice. I, I must say though, av like yesterday when I was kind of preparing for all this, I, I like all your music, but for whatever reason, Swipe Left is probably the most interesting <laughs> and one that'll probably get put on the playlist for a good minute, just because it's so different. Uh, but no, it's uh, that's awesome. Um, you, uh, Chris, you brought up the twenty fifth, twenty fifth Army Band, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, Con you and Connor played in that together because that kind of explains some of the uh, random Facebook photos I saw of guys in cargo pants and an army <laughs> shirt. I yeah. was just like, because I've uh, seen he... some bands like that where they're like military, like I've seen some bluegrass bands that are like army, not army themed, but like just a bunch of army buddies that kind of play off that. Mm. Yeah. Was this, yeah. is that kind of what this was or was this like an official Army. Yeah, Hubley's in the Army Band as well. Actually, um, you know, it's it's the actual uh, Idaho Army National Guard 25th oh. Army Band. So we, I mean, we played in it for a long time together. I actually started on trumpet and then moved to guitar and I, I finished 20 years there. And um, so, yeah, it was, it's a, it was a really good experience. It paid, paid for my college and got, got me a lot of places. So it was a pretty cool deal. Awesome. Awesome. That's good. That's cool. Uh, so what's the, uh, origin stories of town of trees? I know you, uh, Tori, I think you'd mentioned that it started like five years ago or so, yeah. but it was also kind of interesting that I've noticed that a lot of the releases are more within the last couple of years of the pandemic. Is that, 
when you started releasing music or did you start scrubbing some of the older releases because of change of sound or what? Yeah. So basically, uh, Town Trees originally started with me and a couple buddies about five years ago. We played our first show at like the Hive. It's a little dive venue here in Boise. And yeah, it's uh, originally it was just kind of like a, a weekend project type thing. The name actually came from we were joking about it earlier but potatoes i was right we were had a whiteboard and we were writing down all the different names we're like oh potatoes tots uh tater tots and then tots stuck so when we put it out we're like oh tots town of trees which is boise city of trees so that's kind of how the the name came about and uh the yeah it was a couple guys that ended up going off to college for music and at the time yeah i was playing guitar in the band and as when I met Tori, we were kind of more of a folky band. So we were just, it was pretty much us two. And then a bassist that we were just recording and we we're doing like the whole like shaky grave suitcase drum type thing, playing guitar and drums and kind of eventually that's, we started dabbling. All of our first recordings were all recorded in the garage that mm. I recorded. Um, and as these last two singles were actually done through the studio and we've been trying to find our sound basically has been the huge part. And this is like the first time we're feeling like, okay, we found the group, we found the sound because many members have come and gone like Tori and I have rotated through quite a few, but we finally found like the group that's like, this is town of trees and we're going about a year now with everyone. So it'll be, it'll be pretty awesome. But yeah, a huge part of that's just, yeah, we, we didn't start uh, actually recording songs until about two years ago, I think was our first. It's called Escape My Cage, which has since been scrubbed um, because it, it's, you know, when it's someone else wrote the song that it was all about, it was like they sang it, they did the guitar and everything, and they left. It just kind of felt weird to keep playing it. So this is the group, and we've all kind of, like Chris will send in a voice memo, hey, let's build on this song. We're like, okay, let's 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 do that. And then uh, Hubley, he wrote a pretty cool track on doing his, you know, what it's do you call voodoo, it? Voodoo magic. <laughs> voodoo magic. <laughs> yeah, it's voodoo magic. I have no idea how to build beats and stuff all like that. So stuff. we, um, it kind of just we all work on it together, and that makes it more fun. And how that makes you know how we can just keep playing it. So yeah, we were just in the studio yesterday recording like the sixth track for this upcoming album that we'll probably be dropping. We're hoping around the end of December, beginning of January timeframe. So we're kind of getting a similar sound and a dialed kind of this is what we are as town trees and stuff so yeah nice yeah i remember kind of when i was talking to you you'd mentioned that you were getting ready to go into the studio yesterday and yeah and i started following you on instagram and stuff like that and i saw i'm, I'm assuming it was tori because she popped up in a couple of the instagram posts or the stories sorry i'm so bad at instagram and yeah <laughs> here i am um so that that's really cool uh that you guys are back in the studio freshly after releasing a new single um and you just keep it rolling that's awesome um so for the current lineup of town of trees how did this current lineup kind of come together uh basically so chris was my like e6 in the army i played drums with him in the rock band uh mm -hmm. through the 25th army band and hubley was kind of our he plays trumpet and the, band, the rock band in the army. Mm -hmm. So he would fill in and we did like a kind of a funk band type tour. And we were like, wow, this is a lot of fun, but the army's all covers. So yeah. we kind of, during the time we were looking and trying, 
we had lost a couple members. They went off tour and with some other bands and like we'd set the studio date forever ago for those two songs, everything will be fine and see slackers. And I was like, you know, who's a really good guitarist that could probably, he's used to get music a day before and coming up <laughs> with stuff for it. I was like, Chris. So then we hit him up and he just blew us out of the water with his guitar riffs. And we're like, dude, you want to join? And Hubley had been helping us with the prop, like the production and like recording and stuff like that. Just kind of sitting in on the sessions anyways. And then he, pretty much picked up keys and he'd already done kind of sent the electronic sounds, but he's been learning true keys and stuff. And then he's like our auxiliary, everything like trumpet for some of our songs and mm. all sorts of stuff. But yeah, it just and, kind and of... then for Klaus, can't forget about he, Klaus has actually been our longest member yeah. um, ever since our other members left kind of right before we had 40 gigs lined up last summer. It was kind of hectic. And I, I remember I was like, Oh, there's this guy I went to school with and he just moved back from Portland. I'm like, we can use a bassist right now. So I called him up and I was like, yo, Klaus. I was like, we really need people in our band. Can you please come help us out? And he's like, sure. So we filled in for one gig and then that led to two, three, 40. Yeah. He, he totally <laughs> saved us. And yeah, ever since then, uh, yeah, ever, ever since then he's been here and uh, we're really thankful for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Hey, too. To be fair, there was no music ever sent to me. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, that's, it, it's. I think Chris will be all right with it as long as it doesn't become a habit. Where? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. Actually, I mean, actually, <clears throat> it worked really well. It was just uh, a new experience for me, you know, because I am used to getting music right before, day before some sort of performance, right? Mm -hmm. But usually, it's it's written music. I got a voice memo with a piano part and a, and a vocal line. So it was very different experience for me. And it was a uh, kind of eye opening, almost like a, almost like a rebirth into music per mm -hmm. se, I guess. Cause I had played for 20 years with the army band doing covers and the idea is just cover that sound, right? You're mm -hmm. listening to the artist and you're covering their sound exactly and and then like I've, I've never besides like improv solo i've never written music mm. so to go through that process was like like a total rediscovery you know uh, of music after 20 years of playing it you know it's mm. uh this is crazy yeah. uh chris since you kind of brought this up I'm, I'm interested to know each each individual story of how you each got into music I, this will be a little bit of a cluster clusterfuck but i'll try and keep it as organized as i can um to go through the each story uh so let's actually let's start with you chris what got you into music um well i started uh i think my first experience was in fifth grade i took a, a acoustic guitar class at lincoln elementary in nampa mm -hmm. and from there I, I i started playing trumpet um i played trumpet all through high school concert band jazz band and i i was getting ready to graduate and my trump my private trumpet instructor was actually the commander of the 25th army band at the time <clears throat> he's like oh you're gonna go to you're gonna go to college I'm like well <clears throat> maybe i don't have any money and he's like well i mean come come play trumpet for the army band we'll pay for your college like well well that seems easy so uh, jo joined the army band, went off and, uh, started playing trumpet for them for, uh, a number of years until, um, like the, the lead guitar player at the time that was in the band retired mm -hmm. and they're like, Hey, has anybody else ever played guitar? I'm like, well, I've dabbled. 
they're like, figure it out. Let's go. So then, you know, I guess that was maybe 15 or so years ago. Yeah. So from then on, I've been playing guitar in the army band, switched my primary instrument over and uh, just been doing that. So that was kind of, kind of a weird switch from trumpet to guitar, but uh, pretty awesome. Nice. And then uh, Brendan, I guess. I'm actually very similar to Chris. Fifth grade, I did my first trumpet lesson in Weezer, Weezer Middle School. And um, <laughs> and I did it because my dad used to play trumpet and he brought like an old pawn shop trumpet mm -hmm. back home when I was like four or five and was playing it and I was super interested. So naturally, when uh, the band director came around and started asking like, who would want to be in the band you get to try out different instruments that's the instrument i chose i like i had to go find it in our storage shed the day of like the first band practice i was like oh yeah there's that trumpet in there and i like i was gonna miss the bus because i had to go grab my trumpet out of the storage shed and find it um but yeah so i've been playing trumpet since ever since fifth grade um the new like logic synth stuff i picked up about i think in 2017 i found the garage band app on my iphone and i didn't even know it existed it's kind of like one of those apps like it's just on your phone and like you don't yeah. even touch it ever there's other apps like that i still have yeah. that i don't mess with but for whatever reason my friend was messing around with it and i started messing around with it and i was super interested and made all kinds of stuff on there and then i ended up investing on logic on my computer and that's really broaden the horizon allowed me to access a lot more tools i didn't have access to before and um yeah it's been a been really fun actually using all of them i'm excited right. to see where it goes so i'm guessing i'm the only one that's ever messed around with garage band when i first saw it i was like oh that's cool and then yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, that's that's funny uh, it's amazing uh, yeah it's all the pre-made stuff is kind of interesting and then just kind of going in and modifying it is interesting in and of itself um so let's go ahead and uh jump over to connor and tori i'll let you kind of fight it out who wants to go first i don't care I'll, i can talk i can talk uh, oh yeah <laughs> uh, i guess music was kind of implied or normal in my family because both my parents were in rock bands they actually met in a rock band in seattle so i just thought okay my mom's singing every day maybe i should probably become a singer it just kind of seems like i have to at this point because my daddy is a baseball player and he played college baseball. I was like, okay, I got to do college softball. And so I feel like I just kind of copied them, just wanted to do everything they did. And um, I don't know. Mom said, let's go to the music store and pick out an instrument. Um, and I, I was like, okay, let's see. A, a violin? That looks cool. I like picked it up. I was like, nah, it's not the right vibe. And I set it down. And, and then, bam, there was a piano. And that's kind of like the gateway instrument because it you know teaches you all the basics for everything else about music. And so... I took piano lessons and wasn't great at reading music, but I had a good ear. So I was like, okay, just bank on that for now. And kind of just did choir for eight years all throughout middle school and high school. And I never really became like a lead singer until like a year ago. So I guess yeah. that's kind of newer to me going to vocal lessons, learning how to, you know, how to channel just your solo voice and how to do it the right way. I mean, singing is very complex and I've learned a lot. A lot about it and uh yeah it's definitely a, a growth experience for me but I, I i really enjoy it especially in this band I, I don't think it'd be as fun to just be a solo act it's way more fun to have the group and to be with my husband it can be a challenge it's, it's hard to be married in a band but uh we've gotten better at 
keeping outside things outside. Okay, this is business. Let's do music. And it's mm-hmm. been pretty fun. So nice. Yeah. Yeah, music uh music has always been something I've been intrigued with. I started with piano when I was like two. And then uh, I started playing drums for church originally when I was like three and a half going on four. My parents got me like a little drum set for church and super old timey, like hymnal type music. But Mm -hmm. I always just loved the sound of like whapping on drums. I'd always be playing on all the pots and pans. My parents would like, what are you doing? They go in the kitchen and I'd have them all out, you know, playing drum solos and having fun with that. Uh, Started picking up guitar when I was, I want to say nine or 10. And then drums was always my primary though. Like it's always what I fell in love with. Uh, when I would go like kind of the moment where I was like, I want to like do music like on a bigger level was definitely when I was, uh, I was on wildfire. So I get back from a two week run and I'd have a couple days off before we go to another one. And I just took my drum set downtown Boise and just set it up like on the street, just busking mm-hmm. and just had a, like a bluetooth speaker there and just would have a sign anyone can five bucks you can play any song you want and i'll play along yeah. to it so they that was just like super good reps and people would come and throw on whatever song they wanted on the speaker and i just drum along to it and it's like just seeing a group of like you know 20 30 people dancing on the street i was like this is awesome like it's cool like you don't realize how big music is like how how cool of a talent and how much you can help people and like just it's yeah so it's a lot of fun did that and just was kind of like that's about the time that when i got back when done with the wildfire season i was like Mm. i kind of want to start a band and started talking to some other musicians i played with and yeah we just kind of started that and yeah just been in love with drums uh auditioned for the army band that Mm -hmm. definitely i failed the ampo four times or three times and passed on the fourth so you have to take this huge audition process and it sucks like i went to the school music with the army yeah i thought i was gonna fail it because i reclassed as a firefighter and everything to get into that so it was it was crazy but it's it's been awesome (laughs) for sure and are y'all still in the army band or is that you're all kind of removed yeah from that so event. myself and brendan are uh chris retired a few months ago from it mm. so he's he got his big 20 in and then mm-hmm. brendan and i have i have about a year left so i'm only doing six years and mm-hmm. yeah one enlistment yeah gotcha cool that's and it's all active duty or well not active duty are you is it more of a reserve thing yeah or is I, it, okay basically it's yeah it's through the through the guard so it's like they'll schedule a couple gigs on the weekend and it's you go play those two gigs and then during the summer we do a two-week tour so it's like yeah you you could end up northern idaho southern idaho where wherever and they they do some they'll get some bigger gigs too like god and country we played melaleuca fest this last year so it's like it's some good exposure but it's very it's very army based so you have to it's all cover based. It's all, you know, you're doing what the army needs for its mission of recruiting. So, yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. That, that is interesting. Cause like I'd mentioned, I've seen a few, I'm guessing at this point, they weren't army themed bands. They were actually like <laughs> state band or like, yeah. For, yeah. Uh, like state, uh, national guard type bands. Um, that, which, 
you know, that's cool that the army does that kind of giving musicians an opportunity to be in the army without giving up their music passions. Um, so kind of moving forward from there as you're finishing that up and then kind of balancing town of trees, how does that balance kind of work? I think Connor and Brennan, you can kind of talk to that, obviously (laughs) gigs, competing gigs. Uh, how do you guys kind of balance the schedule with the, uh, the army band and town of trees? We are pretty busy. Like we've just accepted as a, as a band, every member of us are just like, we have a lot going on. Like, Tori, she's still a full-time college athlete, going to school full-time, mm-hmm. and then gigging on the weekends when we're doing that, when she's not away traveling. With me, I work for Boise Fire Department, so, you know, there's already that, and then yeah. the guard, and then Town of Trees. Brendan, yeah. he's actually a flight instructor, so he's getting his hours right now to become a pilot, and then doing school nice. full-time. Nice. And, yeah, Chris is three kids, family, father, and also full-time job and then was doing the army and town tree. So it's, it's kind of crazy how it all, we just prioritize it every week. It's like we send out one day that works for practice. And mm-hmm. then anytime there's a gig that pops up, we just throw it out there and see if we can all make it. And that's, it, it's pretty much just a <laughs> try to make it happen. But yeah, we're, it's, it's just going all cylinders. I think everyone's pretty busy with life and with their other jobs and commitments. And it's, we make it work somehow. I don't know. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah, I would say it's more of a conflict with work than it is with the army band. The army band yeah. is just kind of like it happens every once in a while, and it's like yeah. inconvenient. <laughs> I would say yeah, it's just a very. It's more of like a work <laughs> conflict. I feel like with the army band, you probably know a little bit more in advance. Yeah, like for sure. you, you know, okay, in four weeks we have these two gigs, and we're gonna have to go to northern Idaho. Yeah. Whereas with like work, it's like, oh, hey, I need you to go here in like 12 hours. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, you brought up something very interesting with Brendan that's very close to me about being a flight instructor. My dad's actually a sim instructor for Airbus. So that's. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Maybe that's... I'll meet him someday when I yeah. go work for an airline after yeah. I get my hours, of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> he, he, tell, he tells me about all the students that come in with these uh crazy student loan debts and like (laughs) hundreds of hours or like no actually yeah with like hundreds of hours whereas when he came up it was like he had like flight out or like students now have sim hours whereas back in the day when the faa wasn't as uptight about things it was like actual hours i guess Uh, i don't know it's it's interesting i haven't got to that bridge yet hopefully it's not so bad when I get there. Yeah. It's it's different times. Yeah. Like after after certain events within the last twenty five years, you know, things change. But yeah, uh, yeah. So that's cool that you want to be a a pilot with in an airline and all that fun stuff because I know the world needs it. My dad talks about the shortage all the yeah, time. Yeah, job so. security. Yep. Um. <laughs> so um. Town of Trees, you just uh, released a new single, Everything Will Be Fine. That dropped Friday, right? I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the story behind that song? It's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I think lyrically it was Klaus and me and yeah. Clark, you were going to the army for something. For the tour, um, yeah. And we were just like, oh, let's, there's like a songwriting exercise we want to try. We had pieces of paper. At the top you have um, 
like a just a circle and you write down random words and then you kind of just brainstorm and get ideas off of that and that day i was more positive than i normally am so it was like okay like things are going great the world is great let's do let's do something kind of cheesy let's make a song that's just happy and so um that's kind of where we connected some lyrics just wrote some stuff down um and uh kind of our we call him our extra member sam he's really talented guy um but he he thought of some piano chords he, he's a jazz pianist and so mm -hmm. he kind of just spurts out all this stuff and and then we're like let's pick the the coolest chords out of there let's make it into a you know, a, a song that's not too crazy, kind of a simplified mm -hmm. song. And so that's kind of how um, the chords became the chords for Everything Will Be Fine. And it just, bam, sent it to Connor, sent it to Chris. Everybody learned it, like, super fast. And it kind of just went rolling. That's how you know sometimes when a song j just fits because everybody gets it and everybody vibes with it. So, yeah. Like, I think it also kind of just spoke to kind of the, the message that we were kind of setting as a band was, like, mm -hmm. Everyone had been going through so much crap with like quarantine, COVID, everything going on, like that. It was just kind of like trying to get back to that roots of like the the good times, you know, the good mm -hmm. feelings of like people just love each other, have fun, and like mm -hmm. live in those moments, you know. Versus like, yeah, all the stuff that's going on. So, yeah, I, yeah, I think Connor, that song really sets a, a good tone for for like what I think we want to to say and do, right? I feel like there's so much, when I, when I go to my Spotify playlist, right? H half of the songs end up being marked explicit because of some sort of content, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and I don't feel like there's a lot of that like holistic um, music in like the rock genre, right? Mm -hmm. Where your kids can go listen to it and you don't got to worry about a ton of drug, alcohol, sex references, uh, you know, like just, I don't, I don't know, g good feeling, uh, bringing people up, bringing people together instead of so much discord is, is where I feel like we're, we're always living in right now. And, and I feel like that song captures that, you know, I, like the, the second verse, you listen to the second verse of that song, it's just like, uplifting like you want to go on like a sunday drive with your windows down <laughs> listening to it you know it just feels good that's really what inspired me on it same yeah nice awesome and this was the second single off your last set of recording this, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah um was it is the intent to just kind of keep doing singles moving forward or do you see yourself eventually doing an album an ep an lp you know whatever. yeah so the the time frame right now we're actually about six songs up uh including mm -hmm. those two that we dropped and those those singles are going to be rolled into the album um okay and we're hopefully planning on dropping like an eight between i'd say between an eight to ten song album uh towards the end of december beginning of january that's where we're <laughs> shooting for we've been hitting the studio like almost every two weeks and going in tracking the music the vocals and we'll usually do music one day and then the vocals the next and it's yeah just kind of trying to get ahead get them all mixed mastered and ready for that album so that's 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 our goal is because all these new ones we're going to be dropping or the whole mm -hmm. album is very similar sounding similar feel similar lyrics very mm -hmm. within that mm -hmm. that same yeah 
versus we kind of were all over the place before. <laughs> I mean, I could kind of tell having gone through your uh, Spotify playlist, and then you go from like swipe left that features like a rapper on it yeah. <laughs> to, to more like i mean it was all very still seemed very folky in john or in yeah in general but there was just different elements that yeah. made it seem different so yeah can i say something about yeah. that i think i think um that's part of how we got to where we are today mm-hmm. and like earlier i didn't want to make it seem like i was trashing on our ex-members because i really I'm not because they they helped build us to where we got today. Mm-hmm. I mean, before yeah. we we never hit the studio in our lives. We learned how do we do this by ourselves, and the other members were a part of that, you know. And now we kind of have the ear of what we want, like a, a vision. And mm-hmm. going to the studio was like, okay, now we know what we want, and all, all the things that happened before made it possible to do what we do now. Yeah. And so. I just think that's that's really exciting and dabbling in other genres, having Poe the Rapper featured on a song. I mean, that was fun. And we did our first music video. We had a couple BSU students come out and just shoot it all at Eastside Tavern in downtown Boise. And it's just all, you know, it was, it was really fun, all learning experience. And Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, it, and that's what it is. It's been a le- learning curve to get to where we are now and to get to where the sound is of what we want it now. And definitely now that, that album, that sound, what we write within is kind of that alternative rock mm-hmm. like i'd say alternative rock pop punk kind of is a lot of the new album so it's definitely that's where we found we're comfortable it feels good this feels right and mm-hmm. stuff just flows but like yeah it took us a while to kind of get that and the, yeah. the right members and that's that's definitely what we got now so it's been awesome for sure, for sure. And it, it's one of those things where, yeah, they're not members of the band anymore, but they still had a very influential part yeah. in the band. And yeah, whether it was a clean clean break, I guess is the best way to word it, or, you know, not so clean break, it, they, they were still part of the band and contributed to a degree. Yeah, you may not be able to play their songs anymore. And that's that's always kind of been the interesting thing, especially with full bands, is when like a key writer leaves it's like what do you do with that song is mm-hmm. do you keep playing it do you kind of set it aside and th- i think that's kind of where things get a little messy for most bands but if you're if you've kind of got your structure set it's not really that messy so mm-hmm. which is that's cool um so for everything will be fine it's been out now for let's call it 48 hours, a little bit more than 48 hours. Um, What's kind of going through your mind now that this single is out and people are listening and hopefully responding to it? It's honestly been really refreshing to kind of like put it out there and see people's feedback. Cause the first thing I kind of do when we drop a song is I go, I copy it, like the link to it. And I start sending it to everyone in like my friends, Snapchat base, Instagram, Facebook, like try to promote as much as I can. But then I just always ask like kind of those closer friends that I know will give me honest feedback. Hey, what do you think? What are your thoughts? And it's been cool to get some of the people like, Hey, I needed this song right now. Like this really has helped me through the day. And then like other people just kind of talking about, you know, like, wow your sound's so full or this is the best guitar we've heard in the song yet or wow the vocals you guys sound like professional so it's been cool to see like our fans that followed us for a long time acknowledging and like how they're kind of seeing our growth like 
in front of them and they're like acknowledging that. So that's been honestly super humbling and just mm -hmm. awesome. Nice. And so you'd brought up uh, when you were kind of writing, everything will be fine, that it was through a kind of a new way that it was like a writing, not a writing prompt, but um, like a writing exercise, right, Tori? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, it's, it's funny how it all begins. Songwriting is not something you can force. It's something I've yeah. learned like homework. I got my to-do list, my, all right, two hours of data analytics, let's go. And then it's like, okay, I got to, you know, plan some time for songwriting. And then I'm just sitting there like, uh, this is not going to work. So, um, luckily these exercises kind of help spur the moment a little bit. Like how do, how do we, how do we get the ball rolling here? And, and sometimes you're going to be distracted. Like sometimes I'm, get warmed up in the softball field and then i hear like kind of a tone in my head i'm like oh my gosh i gotta i gotta go hum that my phone real quick that that'd be super cool i gotta get this voice memo recorded right now and sometimes that's how it happens i mean usually i like to start with the chords first with the notes first and then write everything yeah. will be be fine it was kind of the opposite actually it was like oh let's get some lyrics first so that, that was new um but that's what i appreciate with everyone in the band i think every song has been created slightly different you know, not all lyrics happen like that. Usually Connor's the lyricist of the band, really, for, for most of the other songs. he He's pretty good with that stuff. And then we, we kind of harp on each other like, hey, that doesn't sound good. Hey, that's too cheesy. You know, married couple, we might fight a little bit and come back to it a couple hours later. Okay, how about this? And then, bam, we figure it out. And it is so nice, super fulfilling when you figure it out. Before that, it's kind of like, oh, sometimes it's a process. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very much a collective process, like, especially with the newer ones we've been writing, like Chris or Hubley will send like an idea that they have. And then we just kind of take that riff and then we kind of play with it on keys or guitar mm -hmm. and kind of morph it a little bit. And we just kind of keep going, sending stuff back and forth, back and forth until it kind of lands. And we're like, Oh, this is it. Let's, this is what we're writing lyrics to. This is the flow we're going. And it's just kind of, it's fun. Like uh, that's one thing I can say about like this, this group, and like with this album is it's truly written by everyone in the band like everyone has contributed in some fashion whether it's mm -hmm. with the the music the lyrics i nope. think they may have got yep. kicked but i i could pick up a little there i i think i've always okay. been impressed with with connor and tori you know i i'm i'm able to to send just uh, I'll, I'll get an idea down in reaper you know uh, i've got this cool riff in my head with maybe some chords i'll shoot them a recording out of reaper and and that'll be like a thursday or a friday we got practice on tuesday we show up on tuesday and like they've written lyrics to it you know the whole yeah. song you're like <clears throat> it, it baffles my mind because i can't <laughs> i can't get i can't get there mentally yeah. right like i don't have that like artistic vision maybe like i'll get i'll get an earworm on a guitar riff and mm. and record it and then they can just they could just go yeah you know and yeah. and it's it's with it's with everything that we're doing you know like all of a sudden connor connor will reach out and be like hey we need we got to figure out art for this new single release I'm like okay i have no idea and then he'll like just blast all these ideas and all of a sudden it like morphs into like okay now we're in execution phase and you're like how did we mm. even how do we even get here so quickly, you know? Uh, but pretty, pretty cool processing. Like they're saying, it just, uh, it's felt really collaborative. It, I, yeah. I'm just always impressed with what everybody's bringing to rehearsal, you know, like 
so quickly. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so with the uh, current batch of record, you guys ju- uh, were in the studio yesterday. Yep. That's how that works. Yep. Uh, you yeah, guys were in the studio yesterday. How did, how did you guys feel in the studio yesterday? How was that experience for you? Now that Connor and Tori are back with us. <laughs> uh, honestly, one of my favorite, I-, I think it's in the fights, the name of one of the songs we were recording yesterday. And I think it's going to be my favorite song on the album. Like it's just, everything line the guitar it starts guitar riff the it's very mellow drums in the beginning kind of has like a synthy pad rolling over it and the bass like klaus was just really on his game yesterday and like i don't know it just everything blended and i'm just so excited to see that that one come through like it just i've always enjoyed it and that's like our newest one we wrote probably what like mm. a couple weeks ago if that like chris sent us the riff of, and it literally we were like kind of fighting like in a fight so we're like let's write a song about it and then it was just yeah. like really good like therapy in a sense too so <laughs> yeah right. I don't know. awesome awesome so the uh up or the upcoming album you said december january around that time um a- as you kind of prepare with this this is technically would be considered your debut album even though you've yep. been released yep uh as you kind of prepare for this uh, what, what are some of the things that you're concerned about? Something, maybe some questions you might have as you kind of prepare for the release of this upcoming debut album. An album name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been like, we have a board of just like potential names and it's mm-hmm. like just deciding on something and finding it. Cause like, we're trying to capture the essence of the album and it's just like, that's been a struggle for sure. <laughs> <laughs> And I think uh, also just kind of, it's definitely kind of scary being a debut album, like mm-hmm. putting it out there. I'm so excited for it, but also it's like, this is the sound. This is what we're promoting. This is what we're marketing. Cause we're trying to get into like, we're switching our whole, our goal as a band is to play like original sets, like yeah. playing at like music festivals, stuff like that. So as we're kind of going from that, from, we used to play a lot of covers. It'd be about, you know, 50, 50. Mm-hmm. And we would do two, three hour sets at all the local breweries. And it's like, yeah, we'd have like 30, 40 gigs, but it wasn't what we want to do. Like we love playing those hour sets, originals, like opening for bands and just kind of, I think just the, the kind of almost scared of the reaction that people may or may not have. And hopefully it'll be good, but it's like- I think it'll be good. I, I've been itching for this album. Just yeah. itching. Cause I, I, I love how far we've come, but the new sound is is great. And I know like our fans be crazy not to like it because it's so much better because we've gotten so much better from before. I mean, I think of some of our past songs. We had a lot of great songs that were written up, but again, this is a completely new setup. Everybody's kind of doing their best thing. Like for me, I've learned vocals, that's my thing. Connor drums is his thing and everyone is doing what they're best at. And that brings a whole different sound with it. So we've kind of, had to regroup, rethink your new stuff, and I love the new stuff. So I think I'm pretty positive about what's gonna happen. Learning a lot about doing it yourself. It's not just the music, it's the marketing, it's a business. Mm. Uh, Watching a lot of YouTube tutorials, how do I edit this video? Very frustrating. It takes a lot of time and effort, and it's so worth it because, you know, we're we're doing it all ourselves anyways, and might as well do, do the other side and promote it and learn how to do that well, so. 
yeah and i i think that's a huge thing is the production side of things like kind of chris and i were talking about it yesterday that we we're doing everything ourselves as a band mm. like it's mm. it's all on us the way we're sharing the way we're running our ads the way we you know the videos the social media presence it literally is another full-time job to keep up because mm. like we want to be taken seriously we want mm -hmm. people to view us as like a professional band but it takes we're in that building stage of getting there but it's it definitely like it's hard when you're having to do all that yourself yeah, so i think hard. that's kind of the just the learning curve of dropping an album of promoting it properly of doing all this and like yeah i think that's that's probably honestly my biggest that's, that's the biggest fear that for me is being, is being yeah. consistent because connor fire station he's gone for 48 hours sometimes i don't know he's busy on calls i'm like okay he just won't answer the phone for who knows how long so yeah that and then i got softball season we're traveling like to four to five different states throughout the whole mm -hmm. season I'm, I'm literally gone half of the weekends Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to stay consistent with social media presence. like, And that's kind of been our struggle as we drop off for like a month, then we get back on it. And I'm like, okay, how do we get consistent? How do we pre-plan content? And I'm excited for that because we got a lot of talented, great members here. And yeah. I kind of want to pick their brains. What, what do we do? How, do we, how do we stay relevant even if we're not gigging? Because mm -hmm. we can't not post if we're not gigging. We got to keep stuff up. So. Yeah. Business Suite has been that app that's been helping us. Is like pre-scheduling posts. Yeah. And also, like, Chris, he's a photographer, so he does, yeah. like, he made the cover for Everything Will Be Fine, and that's, like, his kids in the background skating and all that. So it's, nice. like, it's kind of cool to also have those editing abilities. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Very, very For helpful. sure. I, I do respect a band that is willing to get in the trenches, especially early on in their, uh, it, early on in the, uh, in the band that's willing to get in the trenches and kind of DIY this thing, because I've seen like doing this podcast, I've seen a lot of musicians and stuff that just they're, they're jumping into their first single and they go out and just hire media people to do everything because they ha happen to have the money and buy whatever, which ways to do it, but they're not understanding like what it takes to actually build their community and build mm -hmm. that authentic you know, connection with their music or with their fans or their listeners or however you want to describe it. You know, I, I know there's a whole, uh, conversation to be had. How do you, how do you address your fans or your listeners? Are they fans? Are they listeners? Are they your friends? Fan, you know, like whatever, whatever it is, you know? Um, so it, I always have a lot of respect for bands that are just willing to get into the trenches and just make it work. And, you know, I think you end up learning a lot and then, Connor, you brought up just kind of um, in this, I think you'd brought it up that are you guys recording all this yourself or are you actually uh, bringing? So, so this whole album is being recorded. This is our first time going to a studio. So we've been actually okay. going to a local studio and because we've done all of our singles we've dropped up till then were self-recorded. Mm. Okay. So getting that extra voice and it just goes so much quicker in the studio mm -hmm. that pretty much all the gigs we save, we pool all of our money as mm -hmm. a band during all the gigs we play during the summer. And then that covers like recording, basically yeah. all the recording fees mm -hmm. and stuff. And then we're just basically running all, yeah, the, the media pages, all yeah. the, the websites, all that fun stuff and yep. the marketing side of things. Yep. Andy yeah. from chop shop, shout out. Yeah. Really awesome. And it's, I think it's our third time going there and, 
I think the, the longer, the more times we go to that studio mm -hmm. with him, the easier it is because he gets to know us and we get to know him yeah. and kind of combine our ideas. And like Connor said, it's so nice to have a, a third person, a third party perspective on stuff because mm -hmm. when we're all individually recording as a band, it, it can get side railed real quick because we're all like, oh, what if we do this? Or, oh no, this isn't working. And it's like yeah. really, really hard. And versus studio, just bam, get in, get things done. and. I've really enjoyed the, the studio experience so far. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I think it helps when, when you're paying for the time in there, right? It helps refocus. Yeah. Uh, it focuses the energy, it focuses the time because, you know, like Connor, Connor said, right? Like this is all money that we've all earned yeah. and pooled and we're investing mm -hmm. to pay for the studio time. So there's not time. We got to get a lot of rehearsal and prior. Things got to be clean. We got to have our ideas ready and done. There's not... There's not a lot of development that's happening in there because it, we're, we're paying for his time. And so it, uh, it's <clears throat> sometimes that can be really challenging, especially when mm. we get later in the day and you can tell that, you know, Andy's, Andy's, Andy's ready. He's, he's done for <laughs> day. Like we've, we've paid for his time. So every take that that's the best take, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so uh, that, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I must say though, like the fact that you you all kind of took it upon yourselves to record your original stuff, I think more musicians need to do that because it gives them the ability to kind of be able to communicate with any future producers. Like, oh hey, when we were recording it, I put a little bit more bass in my, you know, like whatever yeah. it is. It kind of get it not putting you on an equal playing field, but if you're sitting there for twenty minutes trying to say trying to describe how your voice sounds so tinny in a previous recording, an engineer is going to be like, all right, there's 8,000 ways to get to that. But exactly. which way did you? Yeah. So it gives you, it gives you respect for sure. Like yeah. had we not recorded anything ourselves in our garage and gone through the process of taking like three weeks on one song, like with wonder why that one was like, even though it's such a simple song, it took us so long and so many tries. I mean, I probably had like 70 tracks lined up of that. And it was like, it just gives you that appreciation when you walk in the studio and then you can just talk exactly like you said, face to face and be like, this right. is what I want. This is the sound. And he's able to communicate back with you. And that's, that's been super helpful. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, so just kind of, everything outside of music when y'all are just uh de-stressing or need to disconnect from the world or whatever what are some of your hobbies what do you do to just kind of escape from society i would say i love i i love to work out i love to swim like i, <laughs> I love to swim hot tub and i love to drink like, oh my <laughs> gosh but uh like those, those three in general, uh, I yeah. would say just kind of fun, like hanging out. I'm a social person. I'm definitely mm. an extrovert. So like hanging out with guys from the fire station, going to movies, like Klaus and I, we went and saw a movie last night. And like, it's just being able to be around friends, family and have a fun time. And like, mm. yeah, the fire station for me, it's kind of funny because music is my de-stressor from the fire station, but the fire station is my de-stressor from music. Cause it's mm -hmm. like, I get to hang out with the guys, you know, and like yeah. completely separate side of my life. So that's, that's fun. I don't know. I, I'm still trying to figure that out. Honestly, I definitely 
get spun up a lot when all of these things are going on and that I do need to find something to help with that. I guess softball should be that. Most of the time it is, but sometimes it's I take it too seriously and that makes me stress. And it's especially during season. Like if we lose a game, I'm not fun to be around and it's not fair to Connor. When I come home and I'm just mad. And so then I'm like, okay, this is this is my last year doing this. Let's have some fun. And then I, I got to treat music the same way. Like, let's have some fun with it. Like, let's not put too much pressure on ourselves. Again, we only have one life here. Why, why are we making it so hard? So I yeah. think um, a lot of it's just the mentality of things and learning how to relax and watch a movie, I think, is our release. Connor and I will, like, just watch something or a TV show. That's a good yeah. de-stressor. But, yeah, nice. I don't know. Awesome. And then... Yeah. <clears throat> so I... Uh... I spend a ton of time with my wife going to concerts. We try to go to any and every concert in the area we can. She she loves she loves that, and it's a great time. We we spend a lot of time doing that together. But um, my other big hobby is hunting. I love big game hunting. Um, so coming up in October, and some archery starting this month. Um, yeah, that's that's my biggest de-stressor. I get out, get away from people bring home good, clean, organic meat that everybody gets to eat all year. And <laughs> yeah, nice. what are you, what are you usually hunting? Elk, deer, antelope. Elk. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. You said October and I was like, I know in Illinois that was coming up on deer season. So I didn't know what it was in Idaho. So yeah, it just depends on if you're hunting archery or, or rifle. Yeah. Archery season is usually through September for, for deer and elk and then yeah. starting October is most of the rifle seasons kick off. Gotcha. Cool. And then, uh, Brendan, one thing that I've been doing lately to de-stress, I think, and it's, I think it's really funny, but I make all of these things in logic and probably 95% of the things that I make just like, I'll save it and then I'll forget it and then I'll save it and I forget it and I end up with like 500, like a, a library of like 500 different like projects in my yeah. logic and and it's really interesting and it's 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 almost like therapeutic in a sense because like I can like go back to like project 237, just like click on a random one and mm -hmm. just like listen to what I was doing and be like, what in the hell was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> and I can kind of like laugh at myself and kind of go through a couple of my old projects and maybe find one or two that I'm like, why didn't I do more with this? Like, and then like build upon that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing lately. It's, it's been really interesting. Nice. So your de-stressor is to make more music. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. That's right. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, but I don't want to keep you all too much longer here. Um, for anybody that wants to check out, uh, your new single, everything will be fine or interact with you on social. Uh, where's the best places for them to find all that information? So everything's linked through our website. All of our links to our Facebook, our uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, you can email us directly through there, or you can DM us on any of those sites, and we check them all so we get notifications. We respond to that. Um, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, the song's out on pretty much everywhere. So anywhere that there's Amazon Music you can stream it from there but yeah we're all of our stuff's listed at towntrees.com so everything's under our website kind of that's the blanket yeah. covers everything i think <laughs> awesome awesome and then before we leave do y'all have any advice for the young musicians out there 
Yeah, it's uh, one that uh, actually when I had a FaceTime with the Lumineers that they had mm -hmm. given me, they had told me it's a long run. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Mm -hmm. Stay, stay with it. For them, they were saying it was about an eight year period before mm -hmm. they even got any traction. They were playing in like a bar in Colorado with like 20 people. And then now they're multi-million traveling tour and, you know, 40, 50,000 people each show. So it was humbling to hear that. And then for me, I just have a five-year goal, have a 10-year goal and set it and just work towards that. It's, it's about consistency. It's about staying with it. It's about keeping, you know, keeping your name, keeping your sound and just going for it, like mm -hmm. staying consistent because consistency will win over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think for me, it'd be it, what's your why? Why are you doing it? You know, don't do it because you you want to impress people. Do you actually love what you do? Like, do it because it makes you happy. Um, not because your parents do it. I, I fell in that trap a little bit when I was early, you know, younger. But now I realize I really do love music. I mm -hmm. I love it. I love the social aspect because I love the band. Yeah. I, again, I wouldn't fully 100% love it just if it was just me. It's kind of like the team aspect. I love the team yeah. aspect. So make sure you find your why. For sure. Yeah, I, I think uh, have have your discipline and get your reps, right? Whether that's re repping a single riff, mm -hmm. whether that's repping chord changes, whether it's repping gigs or stage time, everybody has to do it. Everybody pays their dues. I think just get your reps. That's that's the biggest thing. I totally agree with what Tori said about know your why because it's really easy i feel like if you have resolve and you have an image for what you want to become to become that but if you're not clear of who you want to be who what you want to do with your life like for me I, I would really like to i mean for me it's always just been like if i can make music that makes one person smile then it was worth it right um but just having an image of of who you want to be really helps you become that person without that image it's impossible yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, once again, thank you all for that little information. Any of the young musicians out there that are listening, take all that to heart and, you know, just kind of uh, get out there and just, I think Chris brought it up about getting out there and doing their reps. So that like, that's ultimately what Live and Amplified wants to do is as we're in like a culture where a lot of music classes are getting taken away from school, we want to make sure kids still get out there and play music and stuff like that. And just these little pieces of advice, I feel like really help the young kids out there just kind of realize it's not easy for anyone. Like, yeah, it looks like, uh, thanks to MTV and all that stuff with these kids just pop up overnight and you know, <laughs> they're, they're multimillionaires. No, it doesn't happen like that. So, um, uh, I want to thank you all for that, uh, little piece of advice for all the young ones out there. Um, but real quick, before we wrap this up, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Chris, Connor, Tori, Brennan, thank you all for joining us. It was an absolute blast. We'd love to have you back on once the uh, full album is ready to release and all that stuff at the end of the year. Uh, so uh, we'll stay in contact for that. Uh, anybody that's listening live on Twitch, make sure you drop us a follow. We are trying to grow our Twitch community here as we are still relatively new to the uh, platform here as far as live streaming goes. Uh, you can find all all the information for Live and Amplified on liveandamplified.net. It's got all our socials and all the randomness that we like to do. But uh, appreciate everybody. Appreciate all your time. 
Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we will see you all on Tuesday. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank <laughs> you. Bye.